This episode of the Rewild My Bio podcast is not for those of you who have not yet red-pilled or, you know, even for those of you that have only taken like, you know, a little bite of the red pill. You know that party foul. Just kidding. Uh, this episode, I have my wild and wonderful friend, Zach Sheik here on the show, one of the original outlaws of health. My good friend, Zach, is doing a lot of good for the community, and that's why I brought him in here, because in these times, we need to be reminded that we need to stand strong and take care of our community. So anyways, you can find Zach over at kingofswords.net. His, you can find his blog there. You can sign up for his newsletter, and you can keep up with all things going on with Humble Warrior Clothing, which is an amazing project that I actually want to hype up right now, and I want to tell you guys about you know, prior to this holiday season, because if you're from London, Ontario, and you want to support an initiative that is focused on giving back to those who are less fortunate this holiday, then please look into buying a t-shirt from Humble Warrior Clothing. I have done that this year. Um, Zach actually gifted me some t-shirts, which was very, very nice of him. Always looking out for his people. And uh, yeah, honestly, I am totally proud of my friend Zach for starting Humble Warrior Clothing and, um, you know, donating to local charities, to homeless people, and just getting out there and doing things on the grassroots level and creating change for the people by the people. So Zach is, he is one of those, uh, he's one of those strong and silent types. And, uh, you know, I got a love, a lot of love for people like Zach in my life. And uh, no, he's not my conspiracy theory friend. All right, let me say that right now. He is not. He is much more than that. He's a strong, healthy, masculine individual, um, you know, and he's known throughout the health and fitness scene or community in London, Ontario, and southwestern Ontario, for that matter. And, um, you know, to be quite honest, guys, this is one of those episodes. It's it's the holiday season. Um, it's one of those episodes you kick back and smoke a joint to because you know me and Zach, well, you'll hear in this episode, do plenty of just that. And, um, yeah. I guess if you want to stay on the same level as us and just fulfill all those stereotypes for a podcast about conspiracy theories right now in this day and age, then I would suggest a very heady sativa. But anyways, um, yeah, if you forget what we're talking about throughout this whole to- this podcast, like I often did, um, then yeah, you can head over to check out everything in the show notes. Um, yeah, it's all at rewildmybio.com slash beast. So more on what that means in just a second, um, but please do head over to the website because if you haven't red-pilled yet or if this whole conspiracy theory narrative is something that's new and far out um, to you, um, then I just want, well, I guess one, I'll say check out the resources because there's tons of stuff to get the backstory to what we're talking about here in this episode because um, if you're like, man, these guys smoke entirely too much reefer, um, then please don't stereotype. Um, That's not the case. We have references. We have citations. So please check out everything there. And yeah, this is one of those episodes where I can be full disclosure. Um, It's not something where we're citing journals, though I I do have some stuff from uh, the British Medical Journal in the show notes, but this is um, stuff that you're going to see that is almost, you know, it's that stuff that gets banned as soon as it goes up on YouTube. So me and, J- me and Zach were joking around saying, hey, let's see if we can get this one banned here. So, um, but anyways, we did have a lot of fun doing this. And, you know, like all things on the show, I wouldn't be doing it if I did not think it was important 
honestly. But, um, you know, again, please keep an open mind. And as always, as always, 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 always think for yourself what is true, right? But yeah, <laughs> it just seemed like the right thing to do, you know? Smoke a bunch of weed, talk about conspiracy theories, you know? Just justify that uh, stereotype further, you know? <laughs> but uh, it makes it easy for people who, you know, don't like to fact check for themselves, but they just like to go to those fact check websites, the air quotes fact check websites, um, you know, to form their opinion on what they think is real. So anyways, yeah, it just makes it easier for, you know, folks like that to discredit me and Zach here as we talk about things because it's like, oh, they were smoking weed. Well, anyways, it's it's legal here and I've done... I used to call myself the poster child for productive potheads, actually. It's crazy the things on my uh, CV, resume, if you will, that, you know, <laughs> I've done whilst smoking weed. But anyways, um, yeah, we get into the weed industry today. We talk all about it as medicine. It's a great example as, you know, the way money controls whether or not something is legal or not legal, whether or not people have access to it, you know, dictates what goes on in medicine. Um, yeah, all that stuff. Again, no conspiracy. That's just it. Um, in my opinion, it really is no conspiracy. It's simply put is the way the world works, um, you know, controlled by money. It's... Um, there seems to be pure evil forces seem to rule this world. That's that's where I'm kind of sitting at these days. I don't know if it's, again, an individual. This episode, you'll hear my full opinion on the whole matter, but I, I just find it as this uh, war of light and dark, as I've said many times here on this podcast. So, um, you know, really, I do think that if, if people are in a position of power, honestly, this is just a side rant, but if people are in a position of power, they've probably done something that their grandma isn't, wouldn't be too proud of if she were to find out, right? So anyways, bad things, not bad people. That's all I'm trying to say. People do bad things. I don't believe in bad people. Um, but anyways, and, and for the record too, I guess, let's just get into kind of um, this episode, I do want to say we, we get political. We do talk about international relations. I, uh, having a political science degree specifically focusing on international relations and political, um, economy. Uh, I want to say I love Canada. You know, I remember in 2010 when Sidney Crosby scored the golden goal, I shed a tear. I cried. I love this country. I have a lot of faith in, um, in countries, in the system, that the world currently runs under. I just do believe that right now, um, you know, I've got a love-hate relationship, let's just say this year, with the uh, elected officials we have here in Canada. Or should I say, as, as Zach says in this episode, the selected officials. So anyways, I want Canada to be great again and even better than before. I don't know any about any new normal or anything like that. I just want Canada to be better than ever for you guys, for the people, for the people in my community that I know I've talked to have, you know, who a lot of folks who have been, we've all just been through a lot this year. So I, I appreciate, um, you know, Zach's approach to this topic today. We could have went down rabbit holes, but Zach came with resources galore and practical things um, we can do. So it's not all doom and gloom in this show, you know, about how Dr. Evil actually runs the world. This, I would say, you know, honestly, it's a podcast full of simple and quiet things, things that we can do quietly, um, you know, more in a more minimalist uh, way, um, things we can do to make a change that will benefit your you and your local community, your tribe, your family, your friends, however you extend yourself 
because I know we're not in this alone, right? So this crazy life where we are all one. So anyways, Zach's message is simple. It's, you know, starve the beast. I love it. Starve the beast. Um, and I want to add to that, like where your attention goes, the energy flows. And, you know, that's kind of just like a poetic way of kind of saying, turn off your TV, or at least it is to me. Because again, where your attention goes, um, that's where your energy flows. So if you watch the news and you see all the horrible stuff, that's where your energy will go. That will shape your reality, essentially. So, you know, turn off the TV, take care of one another, like Zach says in this episode, you know, and take care of your local community. So what I want to do now is actually uh, dive into the story of two wolves. Let me see if I can uh, find this here. It's, um, I thought it was appropriate given the topic about, um, you know, putting our attention to where we want to it to go, because we have this amazing opportunity right now as kind of this resets going on where if, if, if our ideas, if we can get our ideas out there and, um, there's people behind it, there's energy behind it. If attention goes towards it because it's truly good and it's for the people by the people, then it's a great opportunity to kind of rise above right now. That's how I see it anyways. So anyways, the story of two wolves goes like this. Um, essentially an elder is teaching his grandson about life and says, a fight is going on inside me. He said to the boy, it is a terrible fight and it's between two wolves. One is evil. He is anger Envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. He continued, the other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute and then asked his grandfather, Which wolf will win? The boy asked. The elder replied, The one you feed. So yeah, it all comes down to whether or not you feed that beast, right? I think it's a very positive episode. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, again, his message is simple. It's it's about relying less on the system. And, um, you know, I won't give away a lot of the great stuff that we talk about. I'll save that. It's all in the end of this episode. Please stick around to the end. Um, for me, this is the ultimate mission right now. I, It's something that I've been in pursuit of, you know, via my rewilding practices. But to me, this past year has been, you know, it's been about you know, not whose lives matter most or the best candidate, who's the best candidate. You know, it's been an inward journey for me and it's, you know, it's been a journey to be more of myself, more of my authentic self via shining that light into the dark places in my life. And I admit on this episode how I've kind of sometimes project things, how, how do people not see this as, you know, faulty health policies, not truly about our health and safety. So, um, I see this as, you know, a task for many individuals. And I know um, it just seems like it's something that we're all dealing with in the collective. And that's that inward journey to be more of ourselves by shining that light into the dark. So anyways, um, 
we see a lot of good in this episode. We, we, we have a lot of hope in everything kind of rising from these ashes. I'm trying to paint a, you know, a real positive picture before we jump into this stuff here today. We talk about the downfalls of capitalism. Honestly, that's what we're talking about a lot of times. We're believers in, 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 in having freedom and liberty, um, but it's, you know, the downfalls of capitalism are, you know, I think defined quite well here, um, or should I say corporatism, right? And that's how Zach explains it today. Um, and yeah, that's all. I think I think we're going to dive right into this. You know, is Bill Gates a bad man? I'll let you decide that for yourself. And like I've said before, no, I do not think so. I think he is doing what he believes is the best to help people, um, you know. But anyways, yeah, like, does his wife have uh, extraordinarily large hands for a woman? Yeah, she does. Does that make him a bad person? I don't know. You know what I mean? But anyways, all jokes aside, um, I want you guys, like always, to think for yourself what is true. This podcast is not meant to make you guys a believer or to, you know, take a red pill. If you listen to the end, you must have some type of interest in this episode. So I appreciate it. If not, um, you know, you don't have to share it with a friend. But if you feel like you're called to share this uh, message, please do. It's getting censored all over the internet. We were going to get into censorship today um, and a whole bunch of stuff. But honestly, we we went elsewhere and I think we kept it quite positive. Um, I do want to kind of touch on some of the... Uh, positive stuff that Zach was talking about in regards to things we can do practically in our lives right now. And, um, especially on the holidays, it's just donating to charities where you you know, that the, the top dog isn't getting paid this huge bonus and whatnot. And we talk about specific charities today. Um, you know, things like making gifts for Christmas instead of buying them, supporting local businesses. If you're going to spend your money, um, buying secondhand, you know, supporting garage sales. I think all these things are very important. And right now it's a time, like, again, cutting your own hair. How many people, how many memes and things have you seen this year about people cutting their own hair and seeing people's personal haircuts and things like that, right? So get into bartering, get into trading with your neighbors, get into a Zach's, you know, obviously we talk a lot about getting off the, uh, the food supply, right? So, um, yeah, lots of great things here going on today. So again, check out everything with Zach. You can go over to kingofswords.net. And then, of course, most importantly, please check out Humble Warrior Clothing. You can find Zach on Instagram too. And again, everything will be in the show notes for this episode. That's rewildmybio.com slash beast. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Just like that, we're going to start, as I exhale, some of this very legal cannabis here in Canada with my good friend in podcasting, fitness, and uh, all things health advocacy, Zach Sheik. How you doing? Good. Welcome good. welcome to the show. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's good to be sitting across you on the mic again. Yeah, for sure. Just Me like time, time warp, I guess you could say. 
having uh, having done podcasts. So for the listeners, Zach and I had uh, you may have heard me in the podcast before mention that I've done a podcast in the past, and it was called The Outlaws of Health, and that was uh, hosted by Tommy Caldwell, and then Zach, myself, and uh, Dr. Mike Hart, who has now hit some pretty big podcasts with some Joe Rogan yeah. and whatnot in, in recent years, right? So, so yeah, very proud, and it, it's it's neat, because, and I'm actually glad and happy that you brought me this picture of us podcasting, because um, that's inspirational. That will stay here. Thank you for that. For sure, man. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm just thinking, like, uh, that was that was a lot of fun. We did a lot of cool things. And as I just mentioned, it was called The Outlaws of Health. Yeah. So uh, kind of the little segue into the reason why I brought you in today, because it's that's just it. Let's talk about some subjects that are outlawed within the world of health right now, right? And I'm like, there's no better person to do this with than you. Thanks. Man. Yeah. And uh, I'm really happy that you... Uh, that you got a hold of me to do this. Yeah, well, we've been talk, ch- chatting about it all year, and I think I've just been getting the cold feet because you're you're obviously all in. If you're if you were a listener of the Outlaws of Health show, you'd know that Zach would be the one that people back then might have said like the health the health. Uh, not, not say I don't want to say conspiracy theorist. I don't want to put you in that boat, but some people might have called you that. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, maybe activist or something. Activist. Like that, right? That's the word I'm looking for. I just, right? That's Without that's kind of morphed Thank these you. days into something a little. Maybe with some bad connotations, you know, when people think of activism, there's people running in front of cars on highways or whatever. Right. Um, no, it yeah, was more like, just, uh, I guess, trying to see a little further down the road for other folks right. know, and helping them out with that. But like we were just discussing before mm-hmm. the podcast started, I think the, the genetically modified organism yeah. aspect is what, what really uh, made me question, you know, things what was go- yeah. right yeah well you know and i was just saying to you prior is that you were in that time when we did that podcast i, I would think that the kind of like the light you were shining into things and the questions you were asking at that time were ahead of their time and i think that was like leading the way for a lot of things i mean fast forward now uh it's still an outlawed health topic is the labeling gmos you still we still don't have labeled gmo on this foods. side of the world yeah, do, yeah, right. On this but side, there of the are, yeah, right. There are some but I'm thinking of the work you did back then, you know, and trying to get things going. But it's still not happening, right? Where it's like, meanwhile, it's like, look at these studies that, funny, have been like published in journals and then recalled as soon as uh, folks get on the editorial board of said journal that used to work in, Mons- you know, Monsanto. And just thinking of all the things that have changed, I guess since and since you know you started doing this type of work, it's still some of the same old bullshit really if yeah. to say it quite honestly right so yeah. um but yeah so what keeps you what keeps you going with this i guess tell folks maybe a little bit about your your biography into activism around health yeah. um and yeah like what what i guess they've been let, letting us you know to meeting each other and all the stuff like that yeah yeah man i uh i got into i guess you'd say alternative health quite early at a young age just kind of forced to because um i developed over 300 food allergies after i was born really eh? yeah when this is back in the 90s right so this was when um they didn't know much about allergies i it's literally like the simpsons episodes where rod and todd get sent to the other room um during lunch or something Mm -hmm. like that that's what was happening to me at lunch so instead of you know monitoring whatever food came in like we do now peanut butter for example which it's funny because i'm not actually allergic to peanuts but that was the one they went the most hardcore about right in the school so at lunch i would get sent to another room um to eat my lunch by myself or it gets sent to the detention room with the detention kids, you know, and, and then I had to start carrying an EpiPen around. And I remember, I still remember this vividly, but grade three, I had a teacher, um, Mrs. McPherson, 
and uh, yeah, the they banned peanut butter that year. So really, yeah. So I you was, were involved. You were that was like the first year of them doing that. Yeah. So that wasn't even a thing in my like the other lunchroom stuff. That wasn't a thing for me. I mean, I'm only a couple years older than you, but yeah, it was just like so in the '80s. Yeah, being that's kind of. Yeah, early, then, yeah, early 90s, wow. yeah, yeah, early growing 90s, up yeah, right, of course, yeah. Which was a good time to grow up, don't get me wrong. Yeah. The 90s were fucking awesome. Just got yeah. experimentations with your food and throwing in microwaves and stuff and then <laughs> blasted GMOs and all the things like that. Well, I grew up on a farm, which I love because it's part of my nature connection story. But at the same time, I'm thinking of all the chemicals and stuff. I mean, we weren't doing your, your standard like corn soy farming. My mm-hmm. family's farms were potatoes and tobaccos, but potatoes being more toxic than kind of anything. But anyways, it's just interesting, like all these uh, experimentations that we've gone through as like children of the 80s, right? Yeah. But we're still here. We're still here advocating for better health and and change, right? And I know you've got a lot of like, you obviously have a lot of like faith and uh, a positive light. So we're going to, we're going to dive into some rabbit holes, I think today with folks, maybe cover that conspiracy theory narrative a bit, but at the same time, I really want to like, yeah, offer some positive stuff. So, but before I kibosh your whole story into, Oh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, yeah, well, we met back at good life fitness a little while ago. So again, I I remember you being, you know, uh, a worldly traveler, one who, uh, right. Cause you had done some, you did cruise ship work. That was post good life, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. But before that, you were you were an army guy, even so, yeah. and that's that's kind of interesting stuff. But yeah, anyway, so well, let's let's do this because we're tiptoeing around the conspiracy stuff. Let's throw that out there for folks. Let's see if we can get this one banned on. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I part of me thought, you know, I haven't had anything censored or banned. Well, I shouldn't say I haven't had anything censored. Social media, I've had things censored, but I haven't had anything banned as far as podcast goes. But I don't put things up on YouTube. But anyways, nowhere in this mainstream narrative. Do we hear how to take care of ourselves? And instead we hear what we're constantly being told that, you know, we have to social distance, we have to wear masks, we have to kind of wait for the whole cure to come out. And for me, it's like this is coming from organizations that have financial interest specifically or interest in a certain narrative. So it's it's not a conspiracy to me by any means. It's if you're a business and you're selling a product, you want people to want your product, right? So if you have more dollars to spend in marketing or advertising or whatever lobbying in certain industries then it's that's your mission it's not a conspiracy that they're actually trying to do these things but anyways where i'm going with this i feel like unless you're like an outlaw of health like you and i who know about alternative health and holistic health and how to take care of ourselves you're scared shitless right now because of this narrative right and for a guy like you and i it's just like yeah i get get my sleep i drink lots of water do the things that i know i need to do to you know nourish my body so i can fight things like this but for the most part, if I were to like be listening to that mainstream narrative right now, I'd be scared shitless, right? So I was mentioning to you before about, you know, where I think this is going. And it's not so much about public health and safety, because knowing health sciences, you know, like the back of my hand and health policy, having taught at university courses and health policy, it's just like this is this reaction is is well, because of you know, a virus that was supposed to be way deadlier than what it is, and it's not. But this whole reaction that we're seeing, essentially, to me, also having a political science background, I'm just connecting dots and things that I've learned about, like, the theory of 2020, where we had learned in 2007 when I was in school that uh, in 2020, China would be taking over as the dominant hegemonic state. So how I see they this... taught you that in school? Yeah, they taught me that in, in, in university, yeah. My 
Bachelor of Arts. Interesting. Yeah, in political that's science. That's where all the ideas come from, is from the university well, that's, top down, which r- made right? me question things. It to makes me with, interesting right? now that I heard that there then, because like yeah. did they like essentially knew about it because they were telling us about it. Theory of twenty twenty. Right. Yeah. And that blind left, left? The woke left um, narratives. Mm. Right. They're mostly coming from the top down, which has always made me right, question yeah. things. They're starting at the university level, and they're coming down. They're supposed to be for these victim these victims were like a minority group, but you never hear about them coming from the bottom up. No, the grassroots levels, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's no, exactly. And that's where, I mean, I personally like to see them happen because that's where I feel like the most honest changes when people truly want something and they band together. Like right. for me, you know, I just think about like selling kombucha, right? People were hungry for an alternative, a fizzy alternative to soda and pop. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, starting locally and making it locally where, you know, it started just being able to be there. I think I have a lot of faith in like, you know, folks like you and I who are entrepreneurial and are doing things like that, where it's like grassroots change. And it's, I think those things are what, I mean, I still have, we'll we'll get to a lot of grassroots change and where to kind of spend money and stuff. I think, you know, let's, let's, we'll wrap up with some positive stuff, but yeah, yeah, no, I really do have a lot of faith in, in what entrepreneurs I think are doing right now. And that, I don't know, did you see that coffee shop uh, somewhere down, I think in California, that said they'll be open on December 7th rather than just closing down where they were mandated to close down. I think it was in California. Yeah, there's a bunch of places that have right. been doing that now. It just it comes down to how hard their law officials are going to come down on them in those counties or or whatever, you know. I, but I'm, I'm yeah, fully right. on board with that, man. People always say one man can't change the world, you know, but I, I say mm-hmm. one man can change a community, and communities right. are what changes the world, Right. in, in my opinion. Exactly, right? No, they and I— influence. Yeah, well— that's just it. And, and that's talking about outlawed health topics. I feel like there's one thing that I've enjoyed seeing your content on social media is in regards to like sacred masculinity, masculinity. And I think right now we need strong leaders because the people at, at the top, like, like right now, our, our prime minister, I could, I will, I'm, I publicly say things all the time on social media about how horrible this is, but like how top down it is and how, um, under the guise of like this equal, quality um kind of piece that everything's being again put in top down and i think we should very much kind of start from the bottom up with this stuff and i don't see i don't know i just don't see trudeau as the guy that's going to be like a strong male leader so i yeah again back to what i'm getting as i enjoy that your content's around sacred masculinity and being a leader because yeah we just need more leaders right now. So kind of, yeah, what, what was it for you? Cause again, always being ahead of the curve, I find it interesting that this has been on the tip of your tongue and what you're blogging about right now is this, the sacred masculinity piece. How long have you been doing this for? And maybe tell folks a little bit about the, the whole purpose of it. Yeah. The yeah, blog. No, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, man. Yeah. Uh, it's, you can find that on king I've been doing it for maybe a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I'm actually working towards writing a book right now and oh, yeah. it's, it's going to be, uh, Titled King of Swords, Unleashing Sacred Masculinity. Nice. I'm working on the last chapter. And actually, since That's you bring sweet. it up, I'm going to need you to write a little paragraph for me. Because the cool part, I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. um, ruining the book for anyone right now. But one of the cool parts of uh, of it within the chapters is thoughts of men. Mm-hmm. And I've already contacted maybe between 20 to 30 established men mm-hmm. that have influenced me over my life. You know, and mm-hmm. they're they're putting in some input in regards to what sacred means to them. Ah, cool. Oh, and what, or what's sacred in their life. And the answers have been so different, you know, like you bring up Tommy earlier and, yeah, right. and look at how that guy's changed. Like, yeah, he's always been professional since we've known him, but now he's, That's why he's kids. not here doing this podcast, probably talking about conspiracy theories. Well, yeah, well, he's, he's a little, he's, <laughs> he's a big Shout part out. of the industry. Shout out to Tommy. Right? But yeah. yeah. Right. For sure. I For just sure, saw him though, the other no, day. Nice. 
Yeah, he's well, he's got, got kids though. Oh, here, got here kids. we all as fitness guys back in the day. It's like if you don't have time to work out, you know. I'm just I love talking to friends after guys that yeah. I trained with yeah. who after having kids, it's like what's it like to uh, fit your workouts in now, right? Yeah. Well, luckily he works. He owns a gym, <laughs> oh, exactly, right? So right? He does okay. But he told me, and this is what what's interesting is that I said the same thing to him. You know, I'm going to need this paragraph, and then it's on the topic of what's sacred to you. Right. And he yeah. kind of chuckled, and he's like, you know, what's sacred to me has changed so much in these last ten years mm. because. He has kids now. Right, yeah. So it's just a different outlook. And, and this is why, you know, men are at all stages of their life. I think in within the book, there's uh, one part that, that resonates a lot with me that I wrote down. And it's mm. that, like, every day there's men dying with their dreams going unrealized. Right. You know what I mean? Makes me, you, you say that, and that's instant. Uh, for me, That that's my, that's... That's my nightmare, actually, to tell you the truth, is that men go dying. It's just like... I think that is a nightmare. And it's it like is a nightmare. People don't realize yeah, it's, it's a nightmare sometimes until so you yeah. get there. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're on your deathbed right. with so much regret. Ugh. And it's just, I mean, it's saying that it's probably why I feel it, because look at the times right now and what's, you know, just this virus killing exactly. people. Older people and, and the ideas that kind of come along with certain generations and things like that. And it's, it's just a hard... It's, sometimes it's a hard loss, right? So I think, again, you talking about sacred masculinity in this time is like where we're having you know, the kings of the time, so to speak, die off, which are, you know, our, our fathers, like, you know, the baby boomer generation and, and older yet, my grandparents are still with me. So it's like, yeah, but uh, people are, you know, sticking alone, being alone in your home, whether you're sick with a virus is not good for an 85 year old who likes to get out and talk to the folks at Tim Hortons or whatever. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's just, it's a sad time. So I, I feel that too. And, and that's just it for me. It's, it, it's a, Again, it's not an outlawed topic for me because I like to talk about masculinity and, and going up and getting your dreams. Or a lot of times on this show, I use the whole uh, Carl Jung analogy of like an acorn to an oak tree, right? So we're all this, we're this little acorn that has something, a purpose in us to grow to this huge, big oak tree. And, you know, we have to find what that is as humans, right? We don't just naturally just go that way because we have our human consciousness, human mind that kind of keeps us distracted and chasing girls and all other things that we do, right? But this is the whole thing is that we all have a purpose to be this mighty badass oak tree, right? With it comes a huge shadow that it casts in the forest, but it's part of this network of life, right? right? And I think if we all find that purpose, then we're all able to be, especially men right now, right? Just again, going back to like this top-down approach of like the social engineering that we're having right now. It's like being told that you need, everything needs to be equal. It's like, well, oh yes, it does for sure. And I'm, you know, I, we can get down a rabbit hole there, but it's just like, it has to come from, the people right and that's that's my thought anyways so right. but uh yeah where do you want to which way do you want to go man well like I, you know what i want to do this because i i was i did say that we would we would we'll see if we try to get this one banned so maybe let's just do this i, I mentioned china and the shift yeah yeah go ahead have that later uh i mentioned the shift of china and this whole theory of 2020 and I mentioned like knowing health science and how that this these health policies don't make sense, especially when you realize that this virus is less deadly than what we initially thought it to be, right? So it makes me think there's got to be some like some, like sometimes it makes me honestly think that there's some short dude behind the curtain pulling all the strings like it's the Wizard of Oz. Wizard like of it Oz, makes yeah. this whole conspiracy theory thing. It's like this doesn't make sense. Like. Like trusting tr nothing against the people of China. And I want to, I guess, come out really quick and early in this podcast and say that nothing at all, but the people of China, I feel for the people of China, as I know you said you do too, but I feel like what we're seeing here is that we're, we're basically trying to shuffle in some type of weird socialism, call it what you will, communism type, uh, 
system that is coming from China. And, and that's kind of how I see this whole thing is like riding the backs of this virus is this new shift in uh, what left and right political spectrums mean in our, in our countries, right? And I mean, it, it's odd to me that throughout all this, like here you and I are preaching health and holistic health and going against the grain um, with alternative health stuff for years, right? And then now, all of a sudden, it's weird. It's just weird for me, and this is why I think it's a conspiracy, because it's like, how did everything just shift like this all of a sudden? It's like someone who's never done exercise in their life, never ate healthy in their life, sitting down on the couch but puts a mask on and stays indoors is now, is now like health, a model yeah. model person of health, right? Well, have you seen? And, and, and like, halt, like getting mad at me for like saying just like get some sunshine, get some vitamin D. Have you drink seen the health officers though around the world? Have no, you seen I haven't seen There's pictures. There's a meme going around right now, and they five or six health officials and mm -hmm. these are unelected officials mm -hmm. to start with so a lot of people are kind of wary of that but uh just look it up just look up right. health officials right. COVID, whatever it's you want a, to say cornholio virus or whatever yeah um look it up and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about they're not exactly the epitome of health but again we live in a world right that's totally backwards so if you say that right you're in the wrong right yeah you yeah. know what i mean yeah if you're a doctor that's how i feel and, like yeah you're being called a conspiracy theorist right now to yeah. think that like good uh, like a good amount of sleep and uh lots of water and uh exercise every day will like get you through this and honestly but it, if it, someone's it, offended by you saying that mm -hmm. because they're you know a heavier person and and plan to stay that way right they've made that their world right you know we live in a little tippy toe world now where we have to be well, you mentioned what we're saying to others but again that's where i i that's why i'm putting that book together because i think there's a different approach to it we brought up jordan right. peterson earlier you know he yeah. stood his ground and um yeah, I think there's a much different approach to take rather than cancel culture mm -hmm. entirely. Right. Well, you mentioned like shadow, like kind of this just being a shadow war and that's just it. Like um, folks that maybe don't want to address the fact that they haven't ever taken care of themselves. Now all they have to do is put a mask on. It's so easy to just criticize someone who's not doing what the mainstream or what the Joneses are telling everybody to do right now. It's like wear a mask to like you know, literally like save someone's life. It's just like, whoa. Well, some like, of the people you have to remember too, some of the businesses – and this is what's happened to a lot of the smaller ones, and I really feel for them too, is that they've been now forced to police their customers, mm -hmm. right? Because the government told them to, or their health official said, you can't have right. more than 10 people in here. They have to have a mask on, you know, they got to do this. They got to yeah. put a clown nose on their their face before they go. Right, yeah, thanks. Before they come in. And I, that's the funny thing is I saw, again, a meme the other day, and these mimetics are are, are fucking dangerous. Awesome, well, they're awesome, but they're dangerous. dangerous. You start like, posting them, and then all of a sudden, I got fifteen messages of pissed off people saying, "That's the thing. anger." <laughs> yeah. Sometimes oh, is, is often the first step. I do it as a joke. I do it as a joke. If you are angering someone, that's yeah. that's a trigger for that person. Oh, I, exactly right. And this is the shadow war that you're. And quite often, what right? they're throwing at you is something that they need to deal with on their own, right. and a lot of people yeah. don't realize that. And it's the first. I I, I love it because when people get angry about something that you post, it just mm. goes to show. You know where they're at, and and it does. what it tells they're going you a lot, through right? because of what they've thrown back at you. You know, right? And like, I don't want. I don't. First I, step to understanding. And, it. and I understand. And, and projecting though is part of the process. Realizing, oh shit, I just lashed out on that person because of their post. Shit, that makes me look like that whole inner dialogue is very important. And that's us sitting in the shadow, sitting in what we just casted or projected on someone. Yeah. And it, but that's just it. I think it's so. I don't want to like shit on anybody who's in that part of their process because that's that's exactly. needed for I'm just them, gonna right? say patience is key with right. things because but um, it's been a year full of that so it's so much opportunity for growth right and looking at the for shadow sure. yeah but everyone starts somewhere right wherever that is mm -hmm. for someone everyone starts somewhere and remember that when you think you know everything you really know nothing at all true 
right? It's and been the hardest to, thing this year, to man. To know more. To knowing, know. knowing health science, knowing health policy, um, knowing political science, learning about the theory of 2020. I mean, it's been a, it's been a maddening year trying me not to like, again, project my stuff on like, how do you not know this? How do you not see this picture? Right? Like, and it sounds so again, conspiratorial, but it's like, here I am. And we're talking about professionalism earlier and like, you know, what we're willing to say on, on air. And yeah, I, I hold myself up as a professional and this is, m- I would say what is my rational brain has led me to a lot of this stuff. Like with this, seeing this whole picture with, with COVID and uh, just not accepting this mainstream narrative of, of health policies that we're seeing. And I mean, that's just it. I, I really do. Uh, I really also feel with my heart though. And this is that sacred masculinity piece, knowing as a leader um, amongst men, whether it be like for me, my family and friends, blue, I raised blue collar guy, uh, first person in my family to ever go to university or anything like that so this whole left brain stuff I put it in the backseat I feel I've learned how to feel with my heart through you know meditation and exploring holistic health for a number of years now and with this stuff here with all what's gone on with everything it's just like this just I can't follow my gut right like follow follow your gut was a tagline I created for Booch right um oh yeah and and, and that's just it like I, it's for me it's just been if you follow your gut and you know you know what's what but anyways, yeah, I, I just, uh, right now, it's just nothing, nothing makes sense. And there, I mean, there's, there's a lot of deception out there. Let's just say that there is a lot of deception. And out a lot there, of right? people are unfortunately, um, falling for it. And I've done the same thing too. You know, if you're following the news every day, whether it's you're on the right or you're on the left or whatever, you're allowing that to consume your life, you know, and control your life. And I don't, I do, again, I don't like to think that we can do nothing about it, but it's gotta be bottoms up approach it's got to be a community approach again communities are going to change the world right you're you're not going to change the world and it's it's funny because i'm sure we're going to talk about trump at some point with this but yeah i got i got a list if we hit this list i'll be surprised but i got a list yeah keep us well it's so easy to get sucked into whether you love the guy or you hate the guy it's black or white right you either it's this or it's that yep and but i'm still questioning things that's that he's doing you know yeah for Uh, sure uh, yeah i believe there's a deep state bunch of clowns that run the place that yeah. obviously have influence from somewhere and there's a lot of um fraud going on and maybe bad evil satanic stuff right but i've always said and i said this my whole life and it was before mm-hmm. trump got elected but no one gets elected right they get selected you what know? do you mean like not elected they're selected i mean also like, in other words like they're not elected by the people they're selected by the folks to even allowed to be getting in there essentially the right, wizard of oz guy you were talking about behind the curtain right, before, so, right? So, yeah you allowing know, to get in no and i mean that might sound like a crazy conspiratorial thing to a lot of folks but knowing again like for me putting that in that political science hat it's just like no i know exactly what you mean you have to like I, i'd love to get into, involved in politics because people know me as a good person in, in my community yeah, you'd be making change right but you have to now it's like okay now go join one of these parties and schmooze at all these for us liberal conservatives because that's the only two parties here realistically maybe things will get shaken up soon we'll see but so now i gotta go like win over some liberals with with my weird thoughts it's like it's not for me but if you get to talk to me you're going to see this weird platform that there's no party out there that we're like we were talking about where we where we were politically when we met while back and where we are now and how much that's changed i sometimes think i'm not even a part of it anymore as i'm sure you sometimes just so unplugged from that matrix but like so were you saying you were conservative when you were younger well i was conservative uh card-carrying conservative went door-to-door picketing with or not picketing rather door-to-door canvassing is the word uh during election time with a member of parliament jeff watson and then i yeah and then i had my hardcore metal rock days and 
and then, you know, just totally kind of abandoned that and kind of went a little more uh, on the left-leaning side of things. I call myself like a lifelong liberal who's never voted for the Liberal Party. Like, And then I voted Green just to vote every year just to say I voted to do that whole thing because I knew I was making change outside of voting, but yeah. I still it's funny. It. It's like uh, It's like until <laughs> still the PPC like came along, though, it's like a horse race, and it's all going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, you know, it's all headed left. But some of them are now starting to slow down and some of them are starting to speed up. And, you know, you know what I mean? The liberals have now gone more far left than the NDP and the Greens yeah. were originally. Yeah, right now. But again, I this. voted I, I, I voted for Green Party a few times, you know, and I made the mistake of doing that. And it was on the, the marijuana um, platform, right? right? And that was my big thing. And again, we, we brought that up earlier, but someone said to me the other day, they were like, um, oh, I wish weed was illegal because it would still be cool. You know, because now it's, it's, everyone's doing it or it's still be cool. Still be like, like dangerous, like hip, you know what I mean? Like still be, but now I guess it is almost like it's the cool thing to do. So everybody and their brother's doing it, you know? Everyone's doing smoking weed now. Yeah, it's so much more accepted, but back in our day. That just depends on how you, yeah. Like it just depends on what, like if you're part of the mainstream matrix, then I'd say, yeah, it seems cool now, but then to. Maybe people like us have been smoking forever. It's like, oh, it's not so cool anymore, yeah. right? It's not so risque. If you've so been smoking risque. for 15, 20 yeah. years. Like, right. Oh, for sure. No, know. and part of it being risque is, is I know a part of, big part of what draws youth. I know there's a lot of research on like what draws youth into it. It's like, oh, you're not supposed to do it. Right. So, you, so then you go ahead and do it, right? But yeah. But that's we were up against Big Pharma. I was saying this to you earlier, right? We were up against Big Pharma with yeah. weed. You're up against the cops. It was our fight, man. Against, it was our fight. You know, you're up against harder drugs. You're up against your parents. You're up against society. Everything right. is coming down on you for you to get high off this plant that has helped quite a few people throughout the, yeah, you know, and myself included, I can personally say that sure. It's people can say, Oh, that's anecdotal, blah, blah, blah. But I have a medical license for this now. I've sat down with the doctor for an hour, you know, and talked about everything. And the doctor said to me, she said, you've been using this for 15 years to deal with certain issues. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I'm personally not going to, you know, one of the issues was sleeping and, um, She's like, I'm not going to give you sleeping medication that you could potentially become addicted to and then have to go through withdrawal or go to a clinic to be able to. And this happened to a friend of mine, man. The guy, really? the guy got addicted to sleeping, sleeping pills, couldn't get off them. I think he stayed awake for seven days one time. His eyes were black holes. Right. I felt so bad for him. You know, he ended up having to go to Toronto um, and stand there for two nights and being monitored really? while he slept. Now he's got seizures got off the meds entirely and there's seizures. I'm not saying causation, but there's some, you know, some weird stuff going on. Anyways, back to what you're talking about before. So first of all, with, with China, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, let's talk about that. When we talk about China, because we were talking about Trump, yeah. So full circle that in regards to I want to I want to full circle that because yeah, like here we are self medicating with weed, following our intuition, our gut, knowing this weed is good, it will become legal, being ahead of our time, and now look at weed being legal, us both having you know medicinal licenses, yeah. and it's like, and then here we are, right? Um, trusting right now, feeling into this, two guys with track records of feeling into things that are really good. I just want to maybe toot our own horns here for a second. But can we, can I do that? But like, it's, that's just it. And, and here we are, I guess to thank some, the weed, you know, that started off this podcast and that you probably keep hearing later is flick, but back to this China stuff and this theory of 2020, I was educated in school. Let's follow our guts. Fuck the school stuff. Let's talk about China. Cause there's, there's like British medical journal articles on China being, uh, or like just this whole thing coming from China and us trusting this research being weird and nonsensical me as a PhD student, there's so many 
hungry PhD students right now that would love to do our own research on this virus, but uh, we didn't get to. We just took this word and this top-down approach again, just got blasted throughout. So what can you say about China's maybe role, or how do you see them in this? Do you have anything? Yeah, well, first of all, I want to say I respect the Chinese people. Um, They... Mm -hmm probably are going through i mean i haven't been over there so i can't i i can only I've, I've seen videos and and heard stories from people that have been there but they're probably going through a much worse situation or scenario than we are right in terms of monitoring yeah. i'd say people used to say london england is big brother and sure they've got cameras everywhere all over every square mm-hmm. footage but china would it. be yeah. the big brother now you know yeah. and um I the, example, the, the modern people. example when, yeah. when i talk ill of of china i want to be clear that it's about the chinese communist party Okay. Right, yeah. The CCP. Uh, there are many Chinese people that are not for the CCP. Unfortunately, they have basically molded hardcore nationalism, which isn't that bad. Mm. It's not bad to be nationalist. You want to stand and and we used to stand up right, yeah. in class for a national anthem, for example. And right. now they're changing the national anthem, and people are kneeling and putting their hands up or whatever's mm. going on. But it's not bad to be a nationalist. It's just what they've done is meld, mended it, molded it in with their communist corrupt party. Yeah. So the top you, down approach as to what what nationalism is, and then yeah. Well, you you think you're doing good, or you have to do this because you're a nationalist country, mm. and um, and unfortunately attached to it are these other entities, right? right. So they've and it, you're supporting the CCP either way. So we were talking about that, you know, whether the virus came from Wuhan or whatever, I've honestly seen so many things, man. Like first they said it's from bat soup. I questioned that from the beginning from viruses jumping from animals. To you followed your gut on that one too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it, or just even like hype it up. Like it's the deadliest thing ever. It's like, you don't become the top of the food chain. You don't become human without a few fucking coronaviruses in your fucking system. If it, if it came from eating some weird bats, well, probably ate a, ton- a family of viruses. Yeah. Right. It's a family of viruses. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, there's tons of different viruses and things we've, well, I know what we've at from apple tree apples to, a weird bat soup. I'm sure we've learned a few things genetically from what we've eaten. I mean, that's right. the whole process. Let's just say evolution. it came from this soup that and it's it to vilify people have been it. eating over there obviously for a while. It doesn't just seem to pop up yesterday. Yeah. Um, but the other thing was then then you look into it further and they're like, okay, it was actually remember what they said? It was a seafood market. Right. I don't think bats are sold at the seafood market from what I was reading. I'm mean, not have it wasn't there. Right. But then you look into it further and there's actually. Um, advertisements from the Chinese CCP, you know, intelligence agency. And they're talking about their scientists that have been going to, and they showed the scientists and what they were doing. They were going to caves 900 miles from Wuhan. Right. And collecting bats. And even in the one, in the one documentary that, excuse me, the advertisement slash documentary is like a, it's one of those things they export out of the country that's approved, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, when you see something perfect come out of China and the CCP has approved it. Right, yeah. I'm like, ah, it's just it's it's either something that they want to show you for certain reasons. Maybe they want to say, hey, we're in the we're in the lead on this, you know, right. whether it's space technology or whether it's um, power or or this or, or or viruses. But anyways, long story short, they were collecting bats. They were that um, lab that was collecting mm-hmm. bats and testing the coronaviruses in Wuhan, which received money from quite a few different political groups, which is questionable. Right. That was a couple of hundred meters, I think, from the the market. But then everyone just stopped. Once the virus hit the world, everyone right. just kind of stopped uh, uncovering it. I think the only country that's still trying to do that is Australia. And they're facing a pretty big battle right now. Yeah, big battle. Big backlash against that yeah. whole idea. Well, 
very skeptical, like very skeptical about, like you say, like trusting your gut on this, skeptical about trusting things that are just neatly packaged from China saying here, believe this. And I have, you know, friends working in health units here, having, you know, done my master's with different people working in health can and all sorts of things and kind of getting things fed to me as to what's going on. And politics, politics, as you've called it in the past is yes. what I keep yeah, right? I still call it. Yeah, it's lovely. I, when you said that, I'm like, I gotta steal that. Politrix um, is kind of why we see certain policies put down so, you know, people don't get sued. Lawyers are a big part of all the why we're seeing such things, right? You mentioned lobbying before. And when you find right. out, when, just research lobbying. Anyone that's listening to this, yeah. just look into lobbying. You find out it's a legal industry. That's going to blow your mind. Yeah. That's our, our le- again, that's why I don't want to be a politician is because our politicians aren't people for the people. They're people who are good at raising money. You know what I mean? Which I sure, I guess I can do, but I don't want to start like, I'm not rubbing elbows with the people that you need to, to get your message out there, to be chosen as the candidate, to be the prime minister or president. Well, speaking of politicians and money, I just saw in the news last night that I believe it was in Alberta, Mm -hmm. some of the uh, politicians have volunteered to take a 20% pay cut. Interesting. And it's, I I say that's something that should have happened from the start. I'm pretty sure these people already get like 15 weeks of vacation. That makes me skeptical. It's like this, the worst thing's coming. It's like, let's make everyone think that we're really, like, no one takes pay cuts. It's not how capitalism works. Pay is one thing that never goes down. You know what I mean? Yeah, but if you're asking, if you're... I mean, hey, it's nice that they're realizing that. It is some type of enlightening, hey... Things are chat- happening all the time. We're in the opposite veil right now. So maybe it is the time where people are growing conscious. Capitalism is the idea where the best rises to the top, right? And it doesn't yeah. mean that always the, and I'll tell you right now, what we're living in is not capitalism. It's corporatism. Yeah. Corporations are in bed with the government, right? Mm-hmm. It's not free market capitalism. The only idea really that I had of free market capitalism recently was when they legalized the weed market. And listen to this. Remember, mm-hmm. 15 years ago, smoking weed, trying to find some weed, and you get this, like, brown, hard, bunk yeah, weed right. that gives you a headache, but, you know, yeah. gets you type kind of high. And that was all that you could grab, right. unless you knew somebody that knew somebody major. Yep. So now, fast forward to today, it's been legalized, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it fucking should have been forever ago in Canada, but Justin Trudeau, I think, used that as his... Everyone's like, yeah, he... Uh, legalized weed and it's like about time <laughs> right yeah right. should have been done 10 years ago so anyways we'll, we'll we right. can talk about the industries that have been he up against marijuana forever but that's the right. reason why it's illegal right it's everyone, right. it's not because it's this bad drug where demons enter your body and you know right. you're forever messed up in some gateway to all of a sudden banging heroin yeah but you <laughs> no, that's coming You're from up. the opi- opioids that the, the, the doctors that we love. I mean, I'm not, again, I, just like the Chinese people, I want to say I know doctors, we know doctors that are amazing, you know, functional medical docs who are prescribing things way beyond that's pharmaceuticals, pharma, right? Yeah, so absolutely. I'm talking about the, the, the overall like arching kind of uh, narrative from organizations like the Canadian Medical Association, American Medical Association, just being, yeah, the uh, prescribing opioids that would be getting these people um you know addicted to all sorts of really crazy horrible stuff rather than marijuana like you're saying where it's just like this is a plant and way safer for pain and sleep and anything inflammation but just really yeah. quick let's touch on that let's touch on the industries that have been up against weed because this let's is what's turned weed. me we got, into the we're smoking the, enough yeah, just as where's I light, that lighter at yeah light another here yeah a little ahead the industries that that turned me into a bit of a rebel as you'd call or something outlaw, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. right um Gave you that critical perspective, if you will. Yeah. Well, big pharma, for one, right? Because yeah. you can eliminate so many different day-to-day drugs, over-the-counter drugs with marijuana, whether it's topical or, or ingested or smoked or vaped. Um, you got 
cotton industry because you can make clothing out of hemp, you know, and the cotton industry is GMO. A lot of people don't realize that, but it's mainly GMO. Right. And I'm sure actually many people, if they're aware of you, they've probably watched um, videos from India where there's documentaries explaining that hundreds of thousands of farmers have committed suicide in India. Really? Because they were promised, let's say 10, 15 years ago, some subsidiary of Monsanto comes in and promises you, hey, you're going to buy this um, cotton seed, right? And you're going to sign these papers here. And you use, thanks, man. They uh, have to use a certain amount of Roundup, right? Right. On their crops. Uh, it doesn't matter if their crops are infested or not. They have to use this. That They get the Roundup from the same company. And then... If their crops fail, the company's like indemnified and they, they, but they still want their money. Like they don't get, there's no insurance for these farmers over there is right. what I'm trying to get at. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, if their crops would fail, cause often the promises they were made, oh, it's going to be less water. It's going to grow faster. It's going to grow bar- bigger. Mm-hmm. Was, that never happened. So a lot of farmers lost their crops and right. the sad part about, uh, them committing suicide, the even more sad part about it. It's not the, only the loss of life, but the way that they went about doing it was to drink the Roundup itself right, and and die in their field. And it's so sad when you think about it, you know, and it, that's another part of one industry Beyond, yeah. where we're wearing clothes, but because we don't put it in our mouth, you know, all the vegans might not be, some, some people might be aware of it and they might check the tag. Right. And then the layer on that is the human slavery layer, which is coming out. Right. And, and just recently, Nike, Adidas, and uh, Coca-Cola, they're all fighting the tariffs that America has put on China. Right. Because China has said, yes, we have Uyghur Muslim slaves in this cam- in these camps, a million people. Really? Yeah, and they're um, facing a lot of persecution, if you've read into the stories at all. But, but then also they're creating products, unfortunately for people like elves at Christmas. Do you know what I mean? They're being forced into this, right? shipping it around the world. And um, those big major corporations actually are mad at the States for putting a tariff on that at all. And it's funny because over here, look at those three major corporations and then you'd think they were wow. the wokest, most right. social justice oriented right. people around. But, and this is why I, I don't want to go and just start hating China too much at all. And I think that's what sometimes we're led into with the media. Mm -hmm. Remember the cold war, right? And it's Russia, 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 right. All the time. Everything's Russia, bad, Russia, bad. Yeah. Yeah. You're a meta Russian. They're the exact same as us. They just talk backwards. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's, (laughs) like they, they talk very, very different, but they look like you and I, you're right. They're also Coptic Christian by nature. The majority of them are, They've gone through a lot of communism, yeah, and there might be a lot of corruption there, but I think we're taught to hate other people, and it's more like, we have to remember that we're the slaves, everybody now, with them playing chess on our back, right? right? And these these big major major global players, whatever you want to call them, um, all we have to do is stand up. Like, we just have to start living differently and and starve the beast as i call it which we can get into yeah no let's talk about that because no i'd like to talk about right now because i think you're segueing right into it because um how do it almost seems like okay well how do you fight this top-down type stuff if the weed industry is an example of something that's been suppressed and just corrupted by money and interest Mm. for whoever's you know 
was the first out of the gate, so to speak. Because again, like we're talking about being like free market capitalists, but this game has been so corrupted and like it, it's just not, there's no even playing field unless you're a little bit corrupt or have this, yeah. have a lot of money to do something. So, so I think it's a good example of suppression. So that's kind of what I, I, I don't know. Let's maybe head down. Yeah, let's head down that road about what you were just speaking. Right yeah, I never finished that and I should just very With quickly the whole update. Star so, of the Beast because otherwise it seems like how can we fight such suppression that's always been top down throughout human history as, you know, your blogs kind of call to this um, earlier times where even this was always a fight with like Marcus Aurelius and, you know, just finding your masculinity, finding your leadership, right? So it's like right now, how can we do that? How do you starve the beast? How is that being a, a you know, a strong man right now, I guess? That's, yeah, yeah. Well, even, you know what, just to finish that with, about the mm. weed story like nowadays man you walk into one of those weed shops right compared to 15 years ago you walk mm. in it's floor to ceiling mm. goodies that have all been whether they're tested for purity or for impurities they are a certain quality it's packaged you see on the back that there's even like ingredients and and you know caloric values and stuff like that mm -hmm. but now the government was forced because the government didn't know shit about weed they didn't know anything because they've been so busy being like weed's bad you know right weed's yeah. bad so they didn't know shit. They had to bring in these these um, people that have been doing it illegally. Think about Shatter. Think about, like, there's people yeah, that have right. been around doing making honey oil for 40 years, you know, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the government legalizes it and the government's like, well, this is legal now, but we don't know how to create it. And they've had to incorporate these people. Just and now the best rises to the top. Right. Right. Yeah. And but, but again, there's tax on marijuana, um, and that's where the government has come in and said, "Well, we're comfortable with this being legal now." Because if you think back, cigarettes have been legal for how long? You know, and they swore on the Bible in a court of law. The lawyer, the doctors were like, "No, these don't cause cancer." I think up until the eighties, right? Nineties. Yeah. yeah. They were they were At they least. were um, prescribing them to pregnant women and to women to lose weight and. You know, the 80s there it goes crazy, again just being a crazy time well that's what we talked about earlier right? humans, doctors prescribed yeah. yeah well humans jump into the uh the deep end with everything without learning how to swim in the shallow end right, right. let's put gmos in our food well well why don't we try to use them as biofuels first continue I, testing i, I totally hear what you're saying i hate to have sort of cut why you are problem. we lining cans yeah. of bpa oh this you know we shouldn't have done bisphenol a you know oh, we shouldn't have had lead toys as a kid that you're putting in your mouth you know agent orange is another one there's so many things that we just the internet man it's, 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 yeah, I say and, heck with what you're saying. Think of the wild west of growing up when we did with the internet being a thing where it's like chat rooms and all this stuff. You could do anything in, in the internet. Now it's just being censored like crazy, right? And you can't do. No, I'm joking. But yeah, well, you I, can I, get a VPN and you can sign into another sure. country, whatever that you you know. All sorts of things. But it is starting to Big. become more and more. Uh, regulated for sure right well for sure let's talk about star of the beast because yeah, i man. think uh we're getting all it's so easy to just keep going down where you know you, if you smoke enough weed and chat about this stuff it's so easy going into the craziness of a weed all the time <laughs> <laughs> no that too but it goes into the, like the craziness of like this being too much because i've had i think this at this point right being in in the holidays here enjoying some holiday beverages and what have you it's um it's just like people are done talking about this stuff they don't really like a lot of people have a lot of, I have a lot of friends who have woke up to all this stuff. They mm -hmm. get it. They know that the exactly. world's run by money and everything like that. But they're like, what the fuck do I do? And I mean, my biggest thing is, and, and this year I've been big on it, is just being quiet, work with my hands as much as possible, and just trying to live that honest life, right? That's and, and, and leave a light on, sit here and do some podcasts. Been wanting to do this one for a while, but like talk about the stuff, not shy away from it. Um, you know, stand in my truth, but then at the same time, uh, just be 
live in this world, but not be of it, right? Like just not to be just a, a byproduct of this you sound craziness, like a born right? Again Christian. I sound like a born again Christian. I'm going to keep the lamps burning. You met, keep you, my well, light on. My, yeah, no, I've, I've had many influences here as of late, but yeah, no, I actually started reading the Bible this year, which is like just a crazy, crazy thing. As well. And you said the same thing, right? Yeah. So how do we starve the beast? Talking about, now we bring in the Bible, you're talking about the beast. So this is a perfect segue. Yeah. How do you, how do you starve the beast? What is that? What does that mean? And then, well, yeah. Who's Part of it is like I've, I, we got to talk the, about the material stuff that's in our lives, right? And I think that when we lose, if we lose our income, like some people are starting to do now in this new society, mm-hmm. they're going to realize that a lot of our lavish lifestyle, yeah, maybe you feel like you deserve it here, and, and you, it is well, des- it is deserved for hard work. But I don't think we need so much stuff, right? You know, I'm one of those. I'm a little bit of a minimalist in that regard. Um, I don't think totally. you need twenty cars. Yeah. You know, I'm not a communist where I'm like, oh, you have to hand in all your stuff, blah, blah, blah. If you can afford it and you can store them, that's awesome. Good for you. But like, what's the point? You can't really drive them all. Like Cardi B, you know, for example, she's got so many cars, she doesn't even have a license to drive. Right. So it's fulfilling an an egoic thing or it's just like a flow of energy where it's just like, I got all this money now and it just, yeah, I mean, they could be doing something better with it. Right. Yeah. Or at least, uh, yeah. Or just starve the beast a little bit. Yeah. And uh, spend it elsewhere, invest it in some. Cool. Invest it, you know, tithe it a little bit. You want to talk about Christianity, mm-hmm. tithe some of your money it should be going towards charity. Like, you know, and it doesn't have to be these major charities where we find out like, you know, the, the blood bank, for example, I think, what do they make billions of dollars every year tax free? And it's on a donation basis because you're, um, you're donating the blood. And there's so many of these other charities where the CEOs are making 600, a million dollars yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. Right, doubt, Salvation yeah. Army is one of the only ones, and they get a lot of hatred from a certain um, aspect of the of the left. But it's, Salvation Army is one of the only ones. I think the guy gets twenty four k a year and a free bus pass or something. Th- like yeah, that. okay, thanks for saying that because it's just funny. Um, it's one of the charities I give to this time of year when I really? see the Santa. Claus. Yeah, no, and I'm very like keen on not United Way. I'm not big on Goodwill. No. Um, and this is just from my own research as to them. I couldn't say what it's worth, but no, for you to say that, it kind of, it does, it re, it re, uh, it reconfirms my, yeah, given to them anyways. But, um, no, sorry, where were we we going with that? Uh, Goodwill's okay. It's, I wrote that down here too, but it's only because that's like, you know, an umbrella term that you think of when you think of those places, but any of those, there's a lot of actually Christian ones, I think. No, but it's important to kind of look in, look into these things at this point in time in, in this transition where, you know, we're seeing economy stopped what will rise from that whole right. s- whole cl- what do i want to call that just fucking map disc not to say that we couldn't slow down the economy i'm all for stopping an economy that doesn't i'm not so keen on again this whole uneven playing field that capitalism is these days i'm not i'm all about stopping it especially for health i love the idea of like stopping it for like cancer and heart disease and all these things but like well those diseases don't exist anymore no they don't (laughs) they're outlawed topics yeah outlawed darn it censored for that for sure what i'm getting into but numbers uh, on those are gone you know what i mean though that's just it like and then it's just you look at like number three uh number third cause of death is from like accidental deaths which which a big part of that is from like the medical profession. Right. And it's just like, I'm all for stopping things and, and incorporating uh, a new form. I mean, as a Canadian, we, we talk a lot about public health care and that means a lot to us, but we haven't had proper public health care in, in some time one, but, and that's a whole rabbit hole, but two more. So it's like, if it is public, let's hopefully it's full on health care that involves things like self-care and teaching people how to 
take care of their uh, body so that their immune system can fight things off when they come in contact with it. Right. And yeah. instead of this whole, like wash your hands as being like, wash your hands as like two happy birthday songs. I saw like, <laughs> I want to talk about conspiracy theories. We were mentioning this, like the whole, uh, Jimmy Kimmel bit with, uh, Fauci on the couchy and like yeah. normalizing this whole, uh, madness right it's like but through laughter right stockholm syndrome man. yeah like, and actually, i just don't like it and i see through it and it's just like ah, it's like i i laugh though because it's just like yeah it's funny and but like at the same time i'm like oh man i do not want to uh laugh at this i don't want this to be like the thing just like snl they had like the whole uh bottom of your face uh stuff don't worry about that it's all good Got it. we're just smoking mad weed and just burp, <laughs> zach burning down the Drawing studio cherries. zach's burning down the studio but anyways yeah no it's like but laughter is the best medicine though too right and talking about leadership for me it's like i've always enjoyed uh strong men in my life talking about people looking up to that he's always been able to like share a laugh with right and like or a, a teacher or a guru who um is smiling right like have done work with different shamans and stuff throughout the years and it's like i've seen those who are like strong stern that scare the shit out of me it's like fuck what the fuck are we doing here you like I, I i just don't know like where it's like the other one's just like hey how you doing what's going on and it's just yeah. like super super friendly and i'm yeah you know it's like you meet gurus like that everywhere it's like these santa claus type figures where i met this one dude in the last couple of years when going through depths of depression and that where it was you meet gurus kind of anywhere when you're open to like enlightening when you're in those dark times and you're turning around you meet these like saints along the way and this one guy is like li literally look like santa claus like missing teeth comes into the uh, sauna in the gym ass naked as an old man would in the sauna in the gym right yep. and he sits there and i was meditating and i had like my phone just like you know playing the meditation i'm like oh let me stop that for you. he's like oh no no what kind of meditation are we doing oh let's get into it <laughs> guys went deep i went like you know group meditation being always better i went so deep into this meditation with this guy I'm like, who the fuck am i sitting next to so when we came out of like what had a, like another long conversation did a hit like a hit like a cold shower came back in convoed with the guy but like straight guru and uh yeah. So again, laughter, I guess, was a long segue into like my one of one of the things I would say for like a sacred, you know, sacred masculinity is that whole yeah. laughter piece. Right. And it's been good this year being able being able to laugh about things. Right. For sure. Yeah. Right? Not taking everything so seriously. So, yeah, starving the beast, man. Um, with yeah. What's going on right now? It's it's a perfect time for people, um, you know, to start the journey inwards and start working on some more things. Mm -hmm. I actually went on DuckDuckGo the other day and was like, oh, jobs during the great depression you know because if you can see i can see a little further down the road right now as to what's going on i'm not trying to brag and be like i know everything but you're not trying to brag and be, sound like you're woke just, it? well just, <laughs> just tune joking. in folks like, i'm teasing with you but to day, the audience uh, fact that does is listening right now it's like yeah that's a joke because well, the government no but i, the I trust they what you're saying taxing savings accounts yes you know starting you, this yeah. preloaded right. um debit card with well, again, talking about savings. this weird type of what you call it weird new transition of of the economy into this socialist slash communist. What I would say is more communist, it's technocracy. But, uh, like it's a global thing, man. They want right. to do like uh, they want to eventually do um, digital money, right? Right. They're in so much debt that they can't get out of the debt that they're in now. Yeah, well, that just did to me sometimes. Like questions, like did China just call in their debt and said, "Well, listen, you do this." Well, it's not just China, man. So <laughs> many right. countries yeah. in debt, honestly. Yeah, well, it's insane. It, it doesn't. Country. It doesn't make doesn't make sense anymore. And and that's why it's like I like this idea of like starving the beast, like you say, relying less on it. So here we are on yeah. the Rewild My Bio podcast talking about getting off the system, essentially. As you know, like going off grid well, as much you as you can. What would you do if the if we turn like Venezuela? 
you know, and our money just was worth nothing. Yeah, right. Well, I think about it often. In a couple months, what if if our money, which by the way, Canada doesn't have any gold backing their money. We're one of the only G7 nations or whatever. No gold. No gold. We got a shit ton of trees though. Yeah, but, I, but locked up in we've ice. We sold and our gold mines recently joke. to the Chinese Communist Party, right? And which is another scary thing yeah. is that they've said that the uh, stuff is they have an agreement where they can bring their troops in to protect. I, this is what I've heard. You know, yeah. I, I've yeah. still yet to look into it, but it, it makes sense. They they can protect their assets in another country, which like is a soft version of their Belt and Road Initiative. Right. That you could just look into. You know, China's very, so CCP are very smart. They're very smart. I don't think they have the best interests for the world or their mm-hmm. own people per se, because I've looked at the conditions of some, how some people are living. And then you see what happens to yeah. people with that three gorges dam that they set up, you know, and no. it's not, oh man, look into that. It's crazy. Three so gorges dam. The satellite photos Shown, of the dam. I'll show show, notes. That's, I'll show notes. Well, that the one. guys that built the dam were the same people that uh, inspected it. You know what I mean? Like there's levels of corruption right. there where you just don't well, want to have corruption familiar. that bad when it goes to building something that's going to affect 600 million people right. if it breaks. Ice. It's no different than here though anymore with like contracts, people going, I don't know. Sometimes I think, no, I don't want to get in too deep into the, into saying that, but uh, having worked at upper echelons of lots of different things throughout my day, through whether it be my own business booch and getting to like, you know, Ontario Chamber of Commerce Awards, schmoozing with the minister of finance in Ontario, things like that, right? Like where I've had opportunities to see how things work. I sometimes think that people give a lot of to a lot of like faith and think that this is some well-oiled machine, this whole government thing and all these big institutions where it's like, I'm just Sean working hard, doing a good thing for the people. And I'm here talking to people now. And it's just like, I sometimes think that it's, people think there's way more, power to them like there's some almighties like doctors well, again being they almighty rule by, or they rule by lawyers f- being almighty it's just like they're just people and it's just like if you're for the people and you do like if you shine your light bright enough and you're doing a good thing with your community it's like you're gonna you're gonna meet other people and you're gonna have an influence so it's like yeah. again i just think it's like we have this opportunity to make uh change through our little actions that we do that is our purpose right so for me like starting that business was a big part of uh, of of my entrepreneurial journey, I guess, coming from personal training and that. And it's just like the good that came from that now and even sitting here talking to you and, you know, thinking about all the activism and stuff and like GMOs that early fires that you lit that are now like probably people know about it because of it. Right. So I don't know. I just think that right now it's a, it's a time to kind of understand we can make change again from the bottom up and not just think that these people are like, Oh yeah, they know what's best. The masks are what bet are what's best. Like it's like, no, the masks are far from what's, the best, right? Yeah. Like, well, people yeah. are probably waiting for more answers. I'll, I'll, I have keep skipping around. Sorry. No, it's right. I don't want to tell people to not yeah. pay their taxes, right? Hey, that lighter. But yeah, I, thank you. I'm at the point now. Sharing where one lighter, I got to get. Be cutting. Sorry, guest. Sorry, sorry. It's all right, bro. It's yeah, right. no. Sorry to the listener too. It's just like I should have two lighters if I'm gonna. We're gonna oh, smoke yeah. weed no, in, the, in a no podcast. Problem, talk about conspiracy theories back and forth. <laughs> so yeah, hit me with yes. some some positives because I think that's where I think uh, yeah, as we come close to the hour mark, some folks probably want to like yeah. hit some solid truths because I mean yeah, we could again go down the rabbit hole as I keep mentioning. I have I have things in front of me, but we didn't hit them, so that's it's all, all right. Good, man. It's all good. <laughs> we we know a lot of I, the, your listeners know stuff already. So and it's that's all the thing. Good. We hold a certain answers. energy here, and I think uh, I think the listeners do too. Especially uh, if you smoked a joint and listen to this, I'll put an intro on. Make sure people hit a joint before they listen to this episode too. So yeah, on the same no, wavelength. <laughs> so cutting expenses is a major thing, especially since we're seeing small uh, businesses falter right now. 
and corporations taking over and people spending all their money on Amazon. You saw their stocks go up, you know, all the money. Right. Uh, Facebook stocks go up, Walmart, Costco, these big places. Buying where you also you're paying a tax anyways, you know, and you're usually buying a lot of shit. So, Amen. So, so basic, so basic advice. Buy local this Christmas. Right? Yeah. Right? Like buy local. You know, and but some places will give you a discount with cash, for example, too. If you're going to support local, please do. Like, um, really quick, I guess, Spirituality and You is one that I'll give a shout out to in London there. They were on Rebel News. Oh, uh, yeah, They no had way. the bylaw officer come in because they had a sign outside that said, you know, if you don't wear a mask and you have uh, they had a sign out. an exemption, we're not going to bother you about it. So I know the store. I know the store. They carry Booch, right? Which, yeah. of course, I'm not involved with anymore, but... Um, yeah, know them well, so it's just interesting yeah. to hear they're pretty yeah, natural. Such a small, right? I've heard I've heard story. of other uh, folks doing the no mass thing, and then Ilbert and Goose being one as well. So yeah. again, shout out to people that are that are again like again, just if enough people get together and 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 uh, it's there's already a system set up. I'm proud of the people in London, man. There's you know there's a whole bunch they tried to revitalize. See, I've heard in the woods for a while. You know, back it's good to, to hear as well and everything. Yeah. But good. So if you're gonna spend your money. Spend cash, especially because it's it's money. Cash is king for, for the time being. Please keep supporting it in that regard. At least it works for now. Hoard it too. Because I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I ran on the banks when all this happened a couple of times. And yeah, I keep doing it. So yeah. <laughs> the little jars out in the forest. Um, so anyways, cut your expenses, but, but support local. Um, the less taxes you pay, right? The less you're supporting that beast. Grow your own food, hunt your well, own for your own food or figure out someone who does. Like well, a the, farmer. The whole taxes piece. I, I want to comment on that because like and any get bring in conspiracy theories, but like Donald Trump served a purpose, I feel like for the people that might be behind puppeteering some of the stuff because here came Trump in four years ago through this whole fraud. He got in fraudulently Russia rigged the whole Facebook algorithm. Russia, Russia. Everyone for like two and a half, three years of his presidency, you just heard how it was just a straight freaking, uh, you know, fraud. And then this year, three months in, which like, I'm thinking of back to when I, I mean, being a longtime political uh, observer, when uh, Al Gore and George Bush, like that whole thing, like papers reported that Gore won, right? And it's just like, slow down media, you don't decide, then George Bush wins, right? So it's like, with this whole thing, it's like, now you can't even mention voter fraud. Like you, you'll get banned off YouTube and shit if you say yeah. that uh, again. Well, I'm sure your listeners are well aware, but it's basically George Orwell's 1984 is now an instruction manual. You know what I mean? Yeah, no or the book, the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is a freaking <laughs> yeah. Illuminati's and, and playbook. There's that double think thing, which goes back to what you were talking about earlier, where you know people they're told one thing, but then they're told another thing, and they're believing both in some weird double think manner. You know? Right. So, anyways, but yeah. No, so sorry, I want I wanted to say that in regards to the whole uh, what did I say there piece about uh, you mentioned a few things, uh, money and. Uh, what was on your list there? You just you just, just uh, the, cutting expenses as much as cutting possible. expenses. The tax, no, the taxes money. piece. But I was going, I was going to go somewhere with the taxes, the tax piece. In that, um, going back to Trump, like being hated on, and just kind of served his purpose to like hate. What I would, you know, is, is somewhat. I've heard some friends say good old fashioned American values of like learning how to get out of your taxes being at like a bad thing. It's like, no, listen, if, if there's a good enough accountant out there that can help me pay less taxes because he there's a something that I've done that is like legit able to afford me less taxes. Then it's just like, 
Amen to that. And if you own multiple businesses, like all those people do, you pass this one over here. Accounting's like a whole magic. It's it's all magic. Wizards and dragons. And people buy it. Like honestly, (laughs) you're never going to avoid taxes. It's like their taxes is like death and change, in my opinion. They they don't. You're never going to be able to avoid it. You can adjust your sales. So get a good accountant. As as hard as like that might not like or like again like just do your own. Have it. Have your spreadsheet. Like I've always been a spreadsheet guy. Always coming from you know business economics. But I think my point would be more on consumption on the regular everyday person that's listening to this consumption podcast, right? right like the consumption spending a whole bunch of this money spending a whole bunch of money on stuff especially around christmas and it being that corporate holiday right yeah so yeah cut cut that out and just try to spend a little bit less you know save yourself some money and put it away instead or, or donate it um well like i like the donate thing this year because i find this year i've given to more causes. And I know that might not be considered donating to like not profits. It's been a lot of GoFundMes of people getting out of legal funds and things like that, that mm-hmm. I've donated well, I to. Well, this warrior, is, this is exactly, too, right? this is exactly what I want to talk to you about. Like, uh, yeah. So like donating to lo- local companies and like, again, things that are off the grid. So like, I've been really into hunting. Obviously I talk a lot about that on the show yeah. yep. and, uh, but at the same, and obviously food, we've come from a long line of getting off of like big egg stuff and, you know, local and organic However, clothing, here you are with the clothing company now. So yeah, what's uh, tell folks a little bit about Humble Warrior Clothing. Yeah. Well, it's mainly just a t-shirt there. company and I, I give a certain percentage of the profits, I would say. Like, I mean, we don't make much off of selling t-shirts, mm-hmm. but it just goes back in the t-shirts itself. But, right. You know, but you're don- it's, a, it's a process to donate essentially locally. Yeah. We took uh, a couple hundred bucks actually this year. We went and did this a number of times and called ahead of time, got a whole bunch of coffees made at Tim Hortons and, you know, I hate to give them a shout out actually, but, um, well, I'm going to a, 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 a they local, but they're the only also, thing that's, they're the only thing that was yeah, open this year. Tim Hortons. Right. But if you talk to someone on the street, I'm telling straight you right up, now, they want, that they, they want Tim Hortons. Right. And no. if they, the guy, they the guys do, I was giving right. it out to, to the, the people that I were giving it out to, um, that's the first question. Well, they saw that it was Tim Hortons, obviously, but the first question was, is that double double? Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, I got you, man. Yeah, right. Double double. So I know you said, I don't cal- know. There's actually calories in that. Yeah. So I handed it, we handed out, uh, we got socks, hand sanitizer for people, um, coffees, nice. soup, right. sandwiches. So when was that this year? That was during May. COVID, right? Yeah, and then so we I went mean. out again in uh, June and July. Right. But well, I remember seeing those videos and I thought that was pretty sweet. You're I'm going to head through. out again now soon, right? right? It's been nice and warm out, actually, which has been great. But it's once it gets cold, there's still, dude, there's so many people on the street this year. It's insane. And that's what right. another thing, if this virus is so deadly, why didn't it eliminate the entire homeless population? The people there's that no are. no social distancing. Yeah. There's, at, there's at no masks. Risk. There's no washing your hands because everything's fucking closed. Right. Unless you have a car, you're going through a drive-thru. Remember when the, fir- the yeah. it first all Thank went you. down? And that was one of the points I made on the, on the video. Um, of, that we did was that like hey everything's closed if, if they if someone doesn't have a car they're not going through the drive-thru and if someone doesn't have a house they're not getting delivery so well, i want to just comment there is a lot of research on respiratory illness just running rampant in homeless communities and just totally wiping them out just because one just the weird environment that they oh there's a lot said, of weird sharing. environment the environment that they live in is so uh microbial diverse and so at risk for contracting certain viruses and and, and thing and like just constantly at information in 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 stressful ways with like constant hormesis if you will talk a lot about that on the show like but it's just constant stressors just in weird ways coming at their bodies that's why i said the word weird i guess but yeah yeah not not normal i guess I, right I think not we, normal i think we all need to have yeah. a little more empathy though this year because in in any 
people can say, oh, I'm at this level and I don't have to worry about that. But in any circumstance, or excuse me, anything could change and it could be different circumstances, right? And you right. might find yourself in that position. So maybe a little more empathy is what we need. Yeah, no, but, thanks. Because that's just it. I, I really do enjoy the fact that you started this with that whole premise behind it is that giving back to homeless in the community yeah there's in london ontario it's like well, per capita i think more homeless people per capita in london ontario if i'm not mistaken than any other city in in canada or at least it was back a few years ago when i had taught in the health policy course yeah i couldn't tell you anymore but yeah. well they, i just read a news article the other day man um downtown businesses are closing i think uh what's that rebel that like um rebel geez. remedy yeah, Rebel Remedy. Yeah, I heard that. They've been broken into, I think, five or six times. Right. Smashed windows, same well, with the restaurants across the street. Seeing your video bad. walking down the street and seeing all the boarded up things in the old East Village yeah. and that, like right now. All the money crazy. that's left, right? Yeah. McDonald's left, Starbucks left, the bank left, shoppers left. They all, or, or Rexall, whatever it was, they all left that little area, mm-hmm. which was bringing billions of dollars in. Now it's all boarded up. Um, mm-hmm. My buddy Rich was painted, he was just hired to paint the entire downtown. He did a great job. Rich Denemy, okay. he painted uh, the whole downtown to make right. it look better. But when you drive through, you still notice what's going on. And I wouldn't right. suggest that, uh, you know, young women walk around there at night or anybody really, like if you don't want to have an, an issue. But the thing is, yeah. is, again, we have to be empathetic no, to, to these situations and, and give where we can to people. But so going back, so I've been buying a lot of secondhand stuff, man. I told you that. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I got this T-shirt. And again, with the T-shirts, uh, local artists make all the art for me so i try to promote their right. art through through that they've donated their art or they get paid a little bit of the money from the profits so it's it's really cool so i got the hermit so you're a tattoo guy i want to tell you this on the air because yeah. listeners can appreciate this too because i have a consult with mike austin next Do you? yeah friday who did my sleeve right and zach's also sleeved up but this is just for the listener because i don't do i don't do the video so yeah so it's just you and me but anyways maybe we'll get that Mike Austin. Anyway, so I got that with him, and it, it, the hermit is the whole idea for my leg, a little leg piece with really? the hermit card. Yeah, so I have the hermit shirt from you guys. Do you guys still have Do you have any more of those? Or is that like a one? Yeah, they're one time prints. I got some more. I had some extras made up, so we just took <coughs> the hermit and put it on the back. And then, yeah, I mean, everyone card. turned into Love a hermit, hermit this year with the lockdowns, right? But yeah, it's always been my my thing. So it's, and it's been uh, and lately, as you see the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi up there, I noticed young that. to old. So and I, I got it here on the mic also, yeah. young to old Obi Wan Kenobi. So it says a lot about you. Man. Well, it's just a whole going into hiding, man. You sitting here talking to you about this totally kind of uh, you know hopefully Obi Wan the. The spirit of Obi-Wan would be with me. The force is strong because the whole idea is to like go silent right now. It's like people have been getting raided. Like I saw an article this year about FBI raiding uh, vitamin C, a place of functional medical uh, doctor's practice in uh, Wayne County, Michigan, I believe, got raided by the FBI because they he was treating non-treatable, air quotes, non-treatable uh, COVID-19 patients with vitamin C. Mm-hmm. FBI came and took said vitamin C because, oh. uh, yeah. So this is like, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. So it's just like, go quiet. Cause like people aren't ready to hear that masks aren't going to save your life right now. And it's just like, if that gets this thing banned, then yeah. it means that the Stockholm uh, syndrome that's going on. A lot of people are, are like, you know, wanting more lockdowns and wanting more, want, um, wanting protection. Like want, I get it. People are scared, safety right? Like, for but again, I have hope. I, my, my hope is that like people, I know trading, yeah, trading safety for their freedoms essentially. But I, I have faith that the pendulum's coming to rest in in the middle here soon with this, yeah. because I just did. I think people are giving up freedoms and and uh, 
Well, there's it's a bigger a, agenda at hand, I think, that people have realized now. When you keep the corporations open and you're closing all the small businesses and then you hear what these people at the World Economic Forum have said, come out about recently. And that's what we had a little discussion about earlier. But the whatever you want to believe, a bunch of sick satanic people are running things in well, the world. I, d- I actually don't, though. That's the whole thing. I think it's just interest of people, and they really do think that they're doing like the best. I don't think Bill Gates is like a bad person. Well, whatever I think you he just believe. believes. He just believes that va- viruses are a horrible thing, and you can actually kill them with vaccines, which I don't. I do not believe. Like I do not Microsoft believe we need to do that. Microsoft was good at stopping viruses, and now we trust this <laughs> we guy. We didn't talk it's about Bill Gates the whole time, so I think we did a great job. Because you're right, though. Well said. Yeah, so, Enough with that. And who cares? And you know, honestly, like I think people are honestly doing what they think is the best, right? But I do think that's coming from top down, where it's just like what you think with money is different from what a lot of people maybe on the streets of like the oldies village right now are actually like in need of, or just a whole system that again we're, we're talking about freedom, wanting freedom, but freedom doesn't mean that I'm I love Donald Trump and just believe that like you're a libertarian. I'm a libertarian. I don't even see that's just it. I'm I've you're been reminding the, me of Tim Pool. Right I've been now. off the grid so long. I don't even know. I, I'm just. I, I want to say I'm unplugged I, from I the enjoy matrix. the positive outlook. <laughs> I'm not saying to disband the positive outlook, but... Um, no, thank you. Bring it but, back down to some more practical stuff, because I know you... Uh, yeah, but whatever you, you believe, what they, what they came out with, and they're openly saying it now, and this is what some people say, is that, you know, these people have to tell us what they're going to do, whether it be through announcements or movies or whatever it may, may be, but... Mm-hmm. Um, what they're saying now is they want this global, you know, resetting of things mm-hmm. and uh, probably into a digital currency. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in there being balance in life. You know, right. my mom, she's a Libra. She taught me that. And uh, there's not night without day. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So I think at the same time as this resetting thing that I talked about is happening, there's also an awakening right. going on people you know when we're looking at all these different aspects of our life and some things that i'm going to bring up here just stop you know i'll segue right into that stop turn off your tv you know stop um supporting sports Mm -hmm. you talk about people talk about it being a bread and circus right that's what they've been using this since 200 300 ad when the russian excuse me russian i'm stoned Mm-hmm. The Romans, <laughs> yeah, right. The Russians, yeah. The, <laughs> there you go. Again. It's always the Russians. It's news. That's news, from watching, that's watching hero movies in the eight in the eighties, that nineties. That's why you, <laughs> if they just got blonde hair and they look kind of like you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, the uh, the Romans, uh, the empire, when they had a whole bunch of new plebs, right. and people coming in, they realized that giving them free bread and circus kept them docile and and happy and you know mm-hmm. um, distracted. Distracted. And that's yeah. what we're getting now. I. I I'm not into, I've never really been into organized sports, you know, so that was easy for me to drop that. And the mainstream media, like, fuck off. You guys are not telling the truth. This isn't journalism. It's like science nowadays where it's not science. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, thank you to the sports piece. I'll I'll let you, uh, no, I'll let you continue there. But I was just gonna say the sports piece is huge because so many men have, you know, had the opportunity to be less distracted this year. I have a lot of friends that could probably sit here right now who just are smart guys again, who trust their gut in business and watch and, and, you know, coach sports are involved in sports in the local community involved, like developing young men. And this year they couldn't do that. And here they are just like killing it on the personal development front and just totally getting like woke to the fact that like sports kept me kind of distracted from like the fact that like, well, if I directed this energy towards like other like things with these kids or whatever, or just, you know what I mean? Like, it's like a lot of people are again, awakening, like, like, like you Mm -hmm. said. Yeah. 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 Go, go, go woke, get broke or whatever. Yeah. Here you go. Now you're sound like a woke, like the new, again, it's like one of those outlawed health 
topics this yeah. in, in this but time. That's what happens, man. People milk. forget, but this is look at the history. The pendulum swings, right? And when it yep. gets too far one way, what does it do? It swings back. back. Yep. But anyway, so garage sales, I went to a bunch of those this summer. I highly suggest secondhand um, mm-hmm. stuff. Bartering and trading with your neighbor is a huge one. I've actually made friends with my neighbor now. He's given me some venison. He's a big hunter. Oh, yeah. So that goes nice. back to the growing and hunting. People are like, oh, I can't just like, how do I help my own food or how do I grow? Find someone who knows it already. Yeah. And just attach yourself to that person, you know, and, and learn, learn, be humble about it and learn. Well, hey, thanks for saying the, the reason... I think that's means a lot come from you is because you've always been inner city guy, right? You've always lived in the city at least, or at least kind since of. I, I did know. my you, time on a farm though. I worked for eight months up on an organic right, farm. Yeah. Well, you've always the had the, the, the drive to get for off, the but part, for the most yeah. part you grew up yeah, in the city, right? So it's like, again, I sometimes get asked that too about like, Hey, I'm living in the city. How do I get like wild food? It's like fishing. I always think is like, at least around here, cause we're Southwestern Ontario. So there's a lake. You know, at least I am here. allergic to fish. That's one of you are allergic allergies. To fish, so, yeah. yeah, you're right. That's right. I, I wish. So it comes down to like red meat, right? You, do you get red meat? Do you yeah, lately, uh, chicken and stuff like that. Chicken, but yeah. um, red meat? that goes back the to me. Is the whole. The, knowing the farmer, like working at that farm, actually, we did uh, chickens and we did well, organic vegetables. Fifty. Thank you. Fifty-five organic different types of vegetables. It's insane when you start learning about all the types of food, and then how they're grown and how much work goes into it, and this is interesting. You'd like this, but that farm was on a 10 acre property and they only used one acre to do all of that. Maybe like one course, and a half yeah. to do all that stuff. I just said, right. Right. Cause they, we used bicycles on the farm. They didn't like using like anything. They kept their harder. costs low and, and we did a lot of hand tilling and hand nice. harvesting and hand everything. So you learn quite a bit about that. But uh, one interesting thing was we used the Joel Salatin method with mm-hmm. the tractors, with the chickens so mm-hmm. the little chicks, you introduce them to water and their feed and everything. And mm-hmm. like, you're there from there, almost like right about their birth to like, you know, um, right. So when they go off to the abattoir, right. But here's the interesting part. When we, we kept them in the, in the Joel salads and they're called tractors, but they're not really tractors. It's like a chicken coop with wheels and you lift it up every right. few days and you move, move it. Yep. Right. And the chickens are holistically working with the earth by they're eating the grass and then they poop on it and right. it's fertilized and you know they already had an organic farm but i should mention around their organic farm there were 10 other families that owned the other 100 acres around there right and at, at lunch one time they were telling us that they know every one of those other families and they're all conventional cash crops right. and you could see them every day driving out with a death symbol on the back of their thing and they got a gas mask on and they're going to be a farmer and i was like oh boy this has changed right but uh i get a good experience there but yeah they told me they knew every single per uh one of those families and that in every one of those families people had died of cancer the same types of cancer right and they just yeah, haven't really this made going back i remember this going back to your gmo days but you're right though to say that like how easy it is to go and volunteer on a farm and i mean i said i don't know what to tell people i guess but honestly it's like getting involved in local farmer mark farmer's market and uh, going and volunteering on it. Like yeah. right now, I think that, that it's just this transitionary time. You can use this energy for like something so new and like the direction that you go right now, it's, mm-hmm. it's the possibilities are endless for someone I think who's in inner city and like doing some of these things that you're talking about, like buying locally and, 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 you know, watching how you, how much you're being taxed or where you're being taxed and things like this, just like, so yeah. that you don't feed the beast and just slowly start to pull yourself off it. There comes with that, like such a, peace of mind and it's not just from like the survivalist standpoint of like rewilding and making sure i have can survive but like there's a spiritual uh power that comes to like just knowing as a, like a leader as a, again going back to sacred masculinity that's like hey i can just 
I can provide, like I can provide, right? Like yeah. for me, myself, my community or whoever it is that you, Oh, well, less is more, for. man. People forget yeah. this, but less is more. We used to make things with our hands that lasted so long. Now we get crappy products from around the world that contribute to whether you're left leaning and you, you know, they contribute to climate change and whether you're, um, right. Whether yeah. you care about yeah. human slavery, which box, which box you're in on this or that. Right. But not looking at it each and every single individual to that, like, yeah, we're all, we're all one. Right. And if we start just like making, doing what our purpose is or finding what our purpose is one, I guess. And then two, actually like pursuing it and doing what's scary to, 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 to get it. Right. I think coming from the fitness industry, it's like, there's always that element of like discomfort and dealing with like a, it's a set of squats. Like it just, it sucks. It hurts. But it's like, that gives you, I think so much. I know it's given us like so much of that spark to like put that into other areas of, you know, spirituality and health and just, you know, mental health and, and all the things that, that come with it. Right. But, um, I mean, you know what I like, I like what we've done. I like the, I like what you've done. I really want to say thank you for, I, I think laying all those practical things that this podcast could have been a lot if we would have done this, I think a long time ago where I was still like getting my mind blown, but like who the fuck is Bill Gates and what the hell does he want to do and, yeah, and all this. But like, so I'm glad that we waited this full year and I'm glad that I'm actually going to, we're going to release this before the end of this year. So that's almost like for me, it's like sticking kind of a fork in this whole conspiracy thing. It, it's whether it's conspiracy or not, we have the opportunity from the ground up to like start doing things still, even when they're shut down or like maybe not hating on someone because the coffee shop staying open and they're not wearing masks in there, but like you don't have to go into that coffee shop if you don't want to. And I guarantee you the people that are going to that local coffee shop and getting like a turmeric milk latte are fucking crushing any type of virus that's going around right now. You know what I mean? Like, I know I am, I know you are right. So, so anyways, I said, it's kind of my segue into out of this, but I want to ask you, um, before we go, cause yeah, we're, we're hitting that or at least at the hour, we're past the hour mark. But anyways, um, question I ask everybody, and given all the things we've talked about, I want to know what is your wildest dream for the earth, Zachary? Wildest dream <laughs> for the earth. Oh, man. I guess I'm going to just talk about what I have written down here mm-hmm. because I wanted to bring this up. But mm-hmm. around Christmas time, right, um, you think of Santa and everything. You think of all these stories. I just mm-hmm. I was reading this recently, but this in Siberia, the shamans would uh, collect the Amanita muscaria mushroom right and it's symbiotic with fir trees i guess and it grows at the base of the trees right like presents presents, and then they would take these amanita muscaria and put them in wet stockings over the fire to dry them Mm -hmm. what does that remind you of right right and then or they'd hang them from the tree like ornaments right and these shamans would often wear like little red caps and white outfits and things like that, looking a little bit like Santa maybe. Right. Um, the other thing was the reindeer would eat the Amanita muscaria and then Under do the drunken tree. behavior. So you think about a flying reindeer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so all these ideas that we have of like this Christmas being, you know, it could be like, I think there's a lot of elements of like people call them pagans, but I think there's a lot of elements of like other stories all mm-hmm. intertwine there but mm-hmm. the one interesting one is uh is this one's about mushrooms really and and um i guess what my wildest dream for for the world would be to to kind of realize that there's that there's so much more i don't want to say hey just do psychedelics but like no you know but there's story there's different stories out there well yeah there's different stories out there and and maybe some of these things that have been told to us by the government you know and by the powers that be aren't the way that they are, mm-hmm. you know? Because if we're going to question one thing, 
Well, who's to say we can't question the rest of it, right? right. And and I, I'm torn on the fence between legalizing drugs mm-hmm. or decriminalizing them or like, you know what I mean? I, right. I saw what Portugal did and I really appreciate it. I think the one of the things uh, that that we need to do is is to start looking at decriminalizing it more because I don't think people should be should be prosecuted for that. If it becomes an addiction, then they can be helped in that manner. Right. But what we're doing in this country is way different where we're just kind of like feeding the addiction more. Right. You know, we set up these centers and it's so strange because I know that I have emotions about it too, about Mm -hmm. people overdosing. But Mm -hmm. like, if your friend was cutting themselves, mm-hmm. would you give them a safe place to do it and safe fresh knives? Yeah. You know? So it's like, why? interesting. Yeah. We need I had to... a hard time with that uh, lesson when, or that very topic for a lecture when I taught. I didn't want to have to talk about it because I'm, I'm kind of sharing your sentiment in, in regards. Mm-hmm. It's like, should we, should we be doing that? Right. Yeah. Well, some of the people I've been following, like Paul Stamets and, you know, Ter- mm-hmm. uh, Terrence McKenna and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, you just realize that there's like a little more out there. Um, to life, right? And right. I could talk forever about this, but what I'm trying to say is that uh, I think we st- we should start viewing things in a different light. That would be my wildest dream yeah. for, for the world. And yeah. that's starting to happen, man. We see that happening in every industry right. now. Without a doubt, it's such a, tra- it's such a like, talking about uh, Jupiter and Saturn kind of being in line right now and how like this is just like straight oppositeville, if you will, yeah. in, in regards to like, uh, things are just, there's this energetic shift where everything's just flipped right up on side of its head yeah, right now. And solar eclipse in a few days and then that happens. Yeah. It's all, it's later. all happening right now, right in this time. So I'm actually kind of really happy to kind of talk about this with you of all people and kind of, yeah, again, like stick a fork in it. And uh, if this, if this episode gets banned, then, Hey, we, I really do think we did our job. I'm hoping outlaws a health style, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyways, I want to, thanks very much for being here, Zach. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. Thanks to everybody out there for listening to this one. If you have a friend that's maybe sitting on the fence and is still like keen on actually talking about all this stuff at this point in time and, and yeah. hearing this alternative narrative, then share with them. Or even if they maybe they're not, just do what I do sometimes. Just like, just, yeah. just send it out there. Put it in your story, put it in your story or whatever. But uh, anyways, yeah. Thanks everybody for listening out there. And as always, stay wild. listening to the rewild my bio podcast please subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating if you have enjoyed this episode i have so much gratitude for all of you who continue to share this show with your friends it really does mean so much to me if you want more content from rewild my bio then please check out rewildmybio.com to find previous episodes and sign up for the newsletter in the newsletter i share blogs i have written and reflections from my current health promotion research please follow along on instagram and telegram with the handle at rewild my bio and on Twitter, at Sean Slade. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, stay wild.